Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Finding America, the Association of Independence and Radio, the Anchorage Museum, and the entire crew at KNBA, I'd like to welcome you aboard Frontier of Change Airlines Flight One with nonstop service to Shaktulik by way of downtown Anchorage. You should be standing near the front entrance to the Anchorage Museum. Travel time today is approximately 30 minutes, distance one mile. Now please walk up the pathway away from the museum towards the intersection of C Street and 6th Avenue. Stop when you get there. For those of you who have not been aboard Frontier of Change travel before, this is a sound walk, which means you will be traveling in two places at once. Your eyes will be in Anchorage and your ears will be 400 miles away in the small coastal village of Shaktulik. Shaktulik is one mile long and a little bit wider than this city block. It's surrounded by water on all sides. Sea ice and permafrost are melting. Water is rising. Storms are growing more powerful. Climate change threatens to wash the village away within the next few decades. Between Shaktulik and the Bering Sea is a mile-long berm, which is an eight-foot-high mound of gravel piled on driftwood. The berm isn't much wider than an anchorage sidewalk. That barrier is all that stands between Shaktulik and the ocean, and for the next 30 minutes, that berm, that barrier, is all that stands between you and the ocean. Now, a brief safety announcement. All participants in this soundwalk assume the risk of accidents that may result in injury or death. Participants will hold harmless the Municipality of Anchorage, KNBA, the Anchorage Museum, and the Frontier of Change Project, including all funders. Your participation is voluntary with knowledge of all such risks. If you are not willing to assume said risks, we ask that you stop this soundwalk now. Beyond this point, it is at your own risk. You should be standing at the intersection of C Street and 6th Avenue with the Anchorage Museum behind you. Your route for this walk will be across C Street, straight up 6th Avenue to I Street. Return to the museum along 5th Avenue. Walk at your own pace and take your time. If you get back to the museum before the audio ends, please walk around the courtyard until the walk is complete. Flight attendants and cabin crew, please prepare for takeoff. And you can begin walking now. Fire extinguisher is located underneath the pilot, or uh, between the pilot and co-pilot seat underneath my bag. Uh, to use the fire extinguisher, pull the pinpoint, the base fire, squeeze and sweep. ELT is in the tail of the plane. Red switch right up here on the dash can activate it in the event of emergency. Also in the event of an emergency, be all the way in the back behind all that stuff is a uh, yellow bag with a survival kit and first aid kit in it. Seatbelts on at all times, no smoking, and cell phones off or in airplane modes. Okay. Any questions? an imprint in your mind of what home looks like and how home feels. I was going to bed in Anchorage, you know, and start thinking about home and close my eyes and, you know, imagine the surrounding and, you know, the sounds. I remember when we first moved to Anchorage, uh, we heard a snow machine. My wife ran to the living room window because we hadn't heard a snow machine for months. 
what people call home, identifying Besbor Island, identifying Cape Denbys, identifying Christmas Mountain. To almost 260 people, that's what they identify with every day. In order for it to be home, that's what they would have to see. Uh, it's changing, but to me, that's home. Stormy Shack Tulik, I should say. about 61 houses in the community. Uh, some of our neighbors around uh, call it Skittleville sometimes. If you look at the color of the houses, our community does look like a bag of Skittles. Maybe 450 to 500 feet wide from the river to, to the ocean. And on the ocean side, we have under 200 feet of up to the water. So we've lost 60 to 75 feet of surface. because we have virtually no way of escape at all because in the ocean side we just have the oceans the high waters the rough waters in the back we have the Shaktulik river when both of them rise, rise at the same time we just have only a very narrow strip of land to walk on Otherwise, we're, we're stuck. 20 years from now, this place would probably be underwater. That's what really, really concerns me. Eugene knows that I'm, it's in me, in my heart. I push him. I push him to help move us. Move while we can, while we have the time. Yeah. My wife and I, we got married in September and 74, October, November was probably one of the first times that we started experiencing no frozen, solid frozen ice in the ocean. The waves pounded against the village and it was just a solid wall of frozen slush 
the whole front of the village. We opened the door and there was uh, frozen snow and driftwood out in the yard, and basically right up to the porch door. Relocation has been talked about a lot. Evacuations, uh, evacuation road, evacuation shelter, but those are very costly. You could call this berm a beaver dam. It's nothing sophisticated. Basically give the waves a little bit more to lap on and give, you know, some elevation. Some call it a band-aid. I'm not saying it's going to protect or save us, but I think it will give us time. I'm not a scientist, but I've lived this long on common sense. Well, there's a potluck at 4.30, yeah, and then there's church service at 7. standing on the berm now and the berm goes all the way to past the dump so at least we try and defend ourselves and you know maybe give us more time to beat the storm back a little so it wouldn't take that much you know once it's breached it wouldn't take too many more storms so we are running out of time. has a basement, so, you know, the room is just right there, and that's the part I'd like to get built up, you know, another foot, foot and a half. Hello. I already invited them to the potluck if they wanted to. All right, see you later. Bye. Welcome to my office birthday party. This potluck was put on by a granddaughter whose uh, grandfather had turned 77, and he is the oldest 
native male in the community. This is the 77-year-old I was telling you. And his wife, Mabel. This is, uh, Hannah Turkup. This is Matilda Hardy. And, uh, She's the uh, president of the tribal government. Yeah, glad to meet you. So let's, let's go back to We made the gym floor legal size and almost as wide, but we added the billet line. After, after we got the governor to give us the 9.2 million to remodel the school just on the inside, we applied for another grant, my wife and I. So we better go this way. But starting from here is, uh, what do we call the MPR? Multi-purpose uh, multi room. And this is built so we could take shelter. It has a cement slab four feet high all the way around. It has uh, cooking facilities, bathroom facilities, and we converted it into the cafeteria. And it's got solid concrete all the way around. And that's part of the stain defense. And it goes back, so it basically has everything you need. Um, I'm Linda Bacolik and I'm a teacher. Been here 14 years. And 10 years ago, I married him. <laughs> Gary Bacolik, a carpenter, born and raised here in the village. We are one of the top five villages in the state that needs to move, that's in danger of being wiped away. So even in, in my reading group with my junior high kids this year, we've been studying natural disasters and forces of nature. And even they've started planning and thinking, 11, 12 years old. They said, I, I, you know, I'd take water and I would take um, food and I'd take Band-Aids and I'd grab my VHF, where before they grabbed their toys, their phones, their video games. You know, now their whole way of thinking is different. We used to get um, huge snow banks, snow drifts during the winter, long cold winters. And now it's uh, what you got out here, <laughs> almost no snow. Changes are quite, uh, quite rapid. I mean, we're going to get flooded. You know, and here it's not like the Red Cross can come and help us immediately. You know, and somebody said, well, the Coast Guard will bring helicopters. Not if there's a storm that they can't get through. You know, we're on our own, people. If we have a flood like that, chances are our cell phones aren't going to work. We're not going to have power. So how are we going to communicate with people and tell them, hey, we need help? And people keep thinking we will build an evacuation road, and I said... What are you gonna do, build it 30 feet up in the air because the road's gonna be underwater. It's like when everybody asks, what do you do when there's a storm? We go out and watch and take pictures because what are we gonna do? Not like we can go somewhere else. When was I living in the half foot storm surge? If that living in the half foot was sustaining for a few hours, I think it would have washed over.
Glasgow weather. I'll be we've got some leftover pancakes. I love Southern Gospel. <laughs> Yeah. I have you got a uh, whole stack of them. the very top of my bucket list is to be in the front row in a Bill Gaither concert. <laughs> my name is uh, Palmer Sigunik and I live here in Chaktulik uh, most of my life. And we're sitting here at uh, our home and talk about things, I guess. I'm Fina Sigunik, um, wife of Palmer Sigunik. I was raised here too. We have four children. And we got about 15 grandchildren, plus one great. And we live here, and this is our home, Shaktalik. A lot of people that come from another region say this is a harsh lifestyle and because of the environment, because of what's available here. But as children, we never looked, looked at it that way. I mean, everybody has... Uh, so much memories from childhood. There was no cars, no radios, electricity, television. And we were, some would say, we were free-roaming. We lived a subsistence lifestyle in where we could live off the land a year-round. In the summer, I grew up barefoot. We were in fish camps. We weren't here in the community. We were upriver and putting away fish and subsisting all summer. But uh, slowly the change came, electricity came, uh, radios came, uh, airplanes came. We've walked out in the tundra a lot over the years, cold and clear, and you can hear the crunch of your steps. Mm -hmm. And um, it didn't melt till June. We won't have this type of, uh, the type of weather we grew up with before. Lakes that once held water, the um, water drained out. Permafrost melted ground, just hanging, you know, where they used to have permafrost. Mm -hmm. That was weird to see. We asked for a road years ago when our parents were here. I remember them talking about wanting a place they could run off to, mm -hmm. and it still never happened. That berm is all sand. It'll take one or two big waves to wash it off. So it's uh, cosmetics, if you will, to uh, help people to feel they're safer. It's not making us safer. But we have to think of the future. Our kids, we don't know what they'll do. Mm -hmm. Our grandkids, we don't know what they'll do.
places by our side, he bears whatever may be tied. Hallelujah, 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 amen. So that's part of that song. My name is uh, Ernest Sagunik, S-A-G, two O's and a C-K. I'm always looking for adventure, even today, even though I can't see too good. You can't be bored in this world. As you live out your days on the earth, no boring days at all. So one time I looked at that island out there, the Besbor Island. I wonder what's around that Besbor Island. I wonder. Ernie, you don't have to wonder. Take your eyeballs out there. I took a boat and I made the decision. I am not, I'm gonna be very, very quiet approaching this uh, island with my boat in my boat. There was nobody back there except me. It was very, very quiet, and the water was calm. I was able to see the cove out there at Bezbury. Man alive, I almost screamed. I said, man, this is a classroom. I'm here. I'm glad I took my eyeballs over here to see what I'm seeing right now in front of me. There were thousands of seal on that cove that were feeding, but also just enjoying the day out there. And all of a sudden when I was there, I saw something else. Beluga whales, two of them. It was a mother whale packing a baby. And I looked around and I said, man, I hope nobody comes. No motor, look quiet the way it is right now. Let them enjoy themselves being up here. That mother beluga whale taking care of its baby right before me. So, like I said, life is not boring, it's enjoyable. I don't care who you are, you're living in the classroom. So that's some of my story. Thank you very much for stopping by. been so many big storms in in our lives but there's one in particular um, I looked at the weather and I listened to the forecast we had a boat behind our house a big boat he said I'm gonna get the boat ready that's the first time ever of all these years in the big storms I've um, ever said that the waves were pounding like uh, I can't describe them. They were so loud. Every wave that came in just banged on the beach. 
Now, 50 foot logs and you know, I don't know, two or three feet in diameter, like toothpicks. They were just flying in the air and hitting the, the beach. And, but it was a, an awful feeling. And so we feel helpless, huh? Because there's, in water, there's nothing you can do. There's no place to grab. There's uh, nothing you can do in the water. Water washes away things. Yeah. You know, it's tough melt. The water in the ocean will rise and it'll cause more storms. Suppose in a mid-dark night, you know, middle of the night, how are they going to mm -hmm. bring us out of here? The strength of the water that comes, it's, um, it's way beyond what we can imagine. So if it does break through, I mean, it's just a matter of minutes before this place is gone. information 
and to see pictures of the people you met today. This audio piece featured the voices of Eugene Asiksik, Rhoda Asiksik, Palmer Sigunik, Fina Sigunik, Gary Bakolik, Linda Bakolik, and Ernest Sigunik. We're very grateful for all their generosity and help in creating this piece. Frontier of Change is produced by Josephine Holtzman, Isaac Kestenbaum, Jacqueline Estes, and Frank Chaithluck, with Vic Patel, Lauren Dixon, John Salee, Carol Schatz, Jacqueline Salee, Cheyenne Beatty, Larry Cleland, Danny Preston, Thea Lawton, and Cindy Hector, with help from Hook Audio. Original score by James Domic Jr. and James Glaves, featuring archival recordings of Charlie Penatak and Charlie Tigmiak from King Island, Alaska, courtesy of the Robert Garfius Archive. Holly Nordlum designed our logo and Heather Turning designed our postcard. Frontier of Change is brought to you by KNBA and Finding America, a national initiative produced by AIR, the Association of Independence and Radio Incorporated, and with financial support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, the Wincote Foundation, the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, and the National Endowment for the Arts. Local support provided by Siri, Davis Wright Tremaine, the Hugh and Jane Ferguson Foundation, and the Bering Straits Native Corporation. Presented in partnership with the Anchorage Museum. Special thanks to Sue Shart, Adriana Gallardo, Angie Demma, Julie Decker, Susan Webster, Stuart Kestenbaum, Will Holtzman, and Sylvia Shepard. <laughs>